dare I say, the one above all. Are we literally going to meet God? Welcome to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. I got a nice little vibrato on that. My name's Emma. And I'm Tilly. And today we are doing the long-awaited Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness episode. We're going to talk about some theories. We're going to dissect the movie, talk about all the different characters, old and new. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Goes without saying, this is going to contain major spoilers for both Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and pretty much everything that's come out from the MCU in the past year. So like WandaVision, we're going to probably be talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we might talk about Spider-Man No Way Home just because it just came out and Doctor Strange is in that as well. So just a warning, if you haven't seen some of the MCU content that has been released in the past year and a half-ish, you've been warned. You've been forewarned. So without further ado... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. First off, what would you give this movie a score? Okay, we're, we're going to do a, an overall rating. Yeah. I would like to say before I give my score, the first Doctor Strange is my favorite MCU movie. I know it's not the best. Pretty damn good. Yeah, it's not the best. There's a difference between what I enjoy and what is objectively good. Out of 10, you said? Yeah. I would give it a six. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd give it an eight. We're a little more divided than we usually are mm -hmm. on this. Like as much as I want to look at this movie objectively, I also have to consider that it just wasn't as good as the first one. Like I would give the first Doctor Strange probably an eight. So this one, I had to bump it down to a six just because comparatively, the first one was still okay. better. For All me. right. Okay. Hold on. Let me adjust my, my frame of mind here. I think objectively, the movie's about a six. <laughs> <laughs> on a personal level, I think it's an eight. That's fine. I'm sure we'll get into this, but there's some moments... There's some moments. There's some moments. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but there are some moments. So now that we've given it a score, let's talk about things that we liked, things that we disliked. One thing I was really excited for when we first saw the trailer for this Doctor Strange movie, I was really excited for Dark Strange. The whole concept of Steven facing his worst, most corrupted, toxic self was very intriguing. And he was on screen for about five minutes. So that also impacted my score because that <laughs> yeah, was that was fair. what I was most excited about. And they then did kind of tease it to make it seem exactly. like there was something more. There. Yeah, yeah. It, they baited us with Dark Strange, implying that he was going to be more prominent and then promptly killed him. <laughs> yeah, they must have done that just to cover up the truth. Yeah, for sure. Because they did not allude at all to the fact that Wanda was going to be the villain. I think we were supposed to be under the impression that Dark Strange was going to be the villain of this movie. That's what I got anyway. And I'm sure I'm not the yeah, only one. Yeah, well, because that's also what they sort of point towards, not specifically with Doctor Strange, but like in general with the Loki series. There's this one Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. But then, like, also, he's stopping all these other ones from getting involved. Right. So in the back so, of our minds, we were thinking, oh, could Doctor Strange be a similar situation? Yeah. Or could they take that Kang the Conqueror arc and apply it to Doctor yeah, Strange? Yeah, because they do switch around storyline a lot. Yeah. Because they have to. Exactly. With, with the movies. But uh, that was a little bit of a jarring end. <laughs> it was very jarring. It was, it was good, though. <laughs> like, it, was, it was fine. It was well you know done. what? I really, really liked a lot of things about this movie. Same. But they lost me. And I know it lost you, too, because you were sitting right there beside 
find me at the music note duel. Yeah. First of all, the visuals of that fight were very cool. The concept of fighting with music notes would have been very, very cool to see someone else do it. (laughs) But the fact that it's Doctor Strange, supposedly Strange Prime. Right. And this Dark Strange, supposedly, they are two of, if not the most powerful sorcerers in all of the universes combined. And they're using music And they're notes. fighting with music <laughs> notes. <laughs> like, like, we see Strange do some crazy sh** in yeah. all the other movies. Yeah. And this one, he's like... <laughs> Basically, it was an epic guitar battle. It was it was an elevated guitar battle because they were fighting with music theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. It was intellectual music fight. <laughs> Danny Elfman did the score for this movie. And as much as the score was great, there were numerous times where I said, wow, that was a really interesting choice. And when I saw it was Danny Elfman in the end, I said, of course. But just because it's a good score doesn't mean you have to make the score a tangible object. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, out of the entire movie, that... That is one of the only two things that I really have an issue with. It's the other zombie strange? No, actually. Oh, okay. That was a little weird. (laughs) Yes, it was a little over the top. And it is foreshadowing the upcoming Marvel zombies. I only had an issue with the mouth because anatomically he would not be able to speak <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the thing though like it looks good but it doesn't look right yeah it's fine how are you supposed to make it look yeah right? it's like, fine fair it's, argument. it's speculative fiction we're dealing yeah. with fantasy elements it's yeah. fine it's whatever that brings me to the second issue that i have with this movie and it's the eye it's the, oh, the third eye, eye. <laughs> the third eye i'm sorry forget all the like implications that that brings mm-hmm. but, like it just didn't look good like i don't know how they signed off on that i don't know either it seems like like the last quarter of the movie was very rushed. They ran out of money. They, <laughs> they ran out of time. The essay was due at midnight and it was 11.55. Okay, so how do we feel about all these all these characters? You know what? The characters do excite me. So first we get um, America Chavez right away. Obviously, it's not an America Chavez movie. So like we didn't really get a whole lot of her. Mm-hmm. But I am excited because I, I believe she is part of the Young Avengers. Young Avengers, yeah. She is involved so in the So I'm excited for... I love that every single movie is its own standalone, but also a setup movie. Yes, like it it's introduces this huge a new pendulum concept. of like constantly swinging, mm-hmm. and there's this big climax on this end, and then there's this, and then they sort of meet in the middle, and yeah. then it all goes back, and it's like, oh yeah. man, the MCU does that very, very well. America Chavez is very exciting. Opens up a lot of possibilities. Literally opened up the multiverse. Literally, yeah. (laughs) Sochi Gomez, who is playing her, she's doing a great job. She's 16 years old and she's standing next to Benedict Cumberbatch. When her and Benedict are on screen together, they're they're equals, which is super impressive because she's 16 years old and he's had like years and years and years and years of film experience. And he's like a legit actor. (laughs) Freaking, he's a performer. He is. Straight up. He is. I love him. I think he's great. Little Benedict appreciation for a moment. Double Benedict appreciation because Benedict Wong is also true. Perfect. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, loved the wardrobe of America. Yes. Yeah. That, Chavez, uh, not America's yeah, country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Little pin. <laughs> the little pin. I turned to Tilly 15 minutes in the movie, and I was like, "Is that? A, is that? A- is that a pride flag pin?" So yes, confirmed pride flag. Confirmed her mothers are her, her mothers. Yeah. Which is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. She's also the first LB- LGBT. Latinx character in the MCU. I was worried they would not include or dull down uh, both of those aspects of this character, but I'm glad they just like let them shine. We have a lot of queer characters in the MCU now, which is Mm -hmm. a lot to look forward to. With every movie, it seems now, we're getting a more diverse cast in terms of race and ethnicity. So that is also very exciting. How do we feel about evil Wanda? You know, at first I was kind of iffy on it. Mm -hmm. The more we learned about her and in turn, the Scarlet Witch, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like, 
down. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. It is very jarring to see her go from like an ally to the Avengers to part of the Avengers to having her own story where we think she's the hero, but is she she's really like a hero? Yeah. Like... Yeah. She's like hurting, honestly. Yeah. And then now she's full on villain. It's by far the most aggressive and long-winded arc oh absolutely she was under the impression that sacrificing all the things that she was the only way was the only way and that it was going to kill thanos and then it didn't so she feels totally betrayed and lied to i mean i don't blame her i i don't at all i feel she i mean okay i was about to say i feel like she's justified not quite how I meant to say it. No. <laughs> because her, she's not. You understand the reasoning behind her emotions. I can sympathize. Yes. Some of the things she does are whack. whack. To sum it all up, my Gryffindor heart understands where she's coming from. And I don't want to... I would never want Wanda to die. I want the best for her. Because I don't think she's... Agreed. In, I don't think she's evil either. Yeah, she's not inherently evil. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't think Wanda yes. is evil. The Scarlet Witch, on the other hand. Whack. Whack. <laughs> Chaos magic. So that is a completely different can of worms. At some point, I want them to be separated. I don't want her to die. I really don't. I do like Wanda. Like, I know she's evil and I don't like the things she does. But well, I she's do evil like right now. Yes, I but do like her. How do we feel about the resolution of the movie? I don't know. We don't know if she's actually dead. There's obviously more Wandas across universes. Are they also the Scarlet Witch? Hmm. May I get into my theories here? Go for it. So is there more Scarlet Witches? I don't think so. Because in every single alternate universe that we see, there's all these books connected to the Darkhold, which is the Scarlet Witch's throne room. I think that the Scarlet Witch is a Nexus being. There's literally Wanda's in every single universe. And all of them have kids, Billy and Tommy. If it were true that every single universe had a Scarlet Witch, that means that they would all have a Darkhold throne, and therefore Wanda sacrificing herself in our universe would have done nothing. She says nobody will be corrupted by the Darkhold and destroys it. And if all the books are replicas of the carvings that are in the walls of that throne room, there simply logically cannot be any other Darkholds. Mm. I see what you're saying. Also, it doesn't make sense that the kids are there in the other universes. Who's the father? It's supposed to be Vision, right? Right. Where's Vision? Who knows? In these universes. <laughs> she looks at all of them and it's always just her yeah. and the kids. Yeah. So I think all those universes are also hexed. There's that moment between Wanda and Wanda. Wanda and Scarlet. Yeah. I'll say. And there's like a moment of shift. Props to Elizabeth Olsen for this. Yeah, it's she's, like, she's really I good. cannot express how important it is to have Expressive your eyes. eyes. Yes. I think in that moment, Wanda realizes what happened, comes out of the playing the character of Billy and Tommy's mom, and it's like, this hex ain't yours. Basically, if we're getting into Nexus characters, that means that there's a Nexus universe. Right. Supposedly. So is that our universe, a.k.a. 616? And if so, does that mean that everybody in our universe is the Nexus being? Or are the Nexus beings Scattered. separate from the Nexus universe? Mm, interesting. Because it seems like 616 is the universe that everybody's traveling through. Uh -huh. Not everyone is Nexus in... In, in 616. Yeah. I mean, that would be strategic for like the, the whoever, dare I say, the one above all. Are we literally going to meet God? <laughs> and if so, what are the consequences of that? <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. I like you can't really predict when it comes to the MCU. You never know which direction they're going to go in. Are they going to go comic canon? Are they going to do their own thing? Are they going to do a switch up? Are they going to trade places with characters? Like you have no idea. So it honestly hurts to think about. Oh, sometimes. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> But interesting theory. Now, to th talk about Doctor Strange for a second and America, 
So there's only one America. That means by default, she is the Nexus being. Right. However, we don't know who the Nexus Strange is. This is where it gets a little funky because I think Nexus beings, like what happens if a Nexus being dies? That means that there's now a new most powerful being of that person or soul, I'll say. When we see Dark Strange, he's got the eye. I'm wondering if, like there are many Wandas, but only one Scarlet Witch, if the eye means that there's many Stranges, but only one Nexus Strange with the eye. It's also a very, like, eye of Agamotto. Mm -hmm. Is that the eye of Agamotto? Is that the real? Because the eye of Agamotto was the time stone. Yeah. So is that, is that? The eyeball on the forehead, is that that, the eye of Agamotto? Yeah, yes. Similar to the Book of Ashanti, the eye of Agamotto amulet is just a copy and the actual eye is the eyeball, I'm assuming. In the comics, it's more of a light, so I could be wrong, but it looks like it's the same thing and they've just chosen to go with an actual eyeball. I mean, I think. We don't know because he just got it. Yeah. But hopefully we have some uh, questions answered in the ne- in the next time we see Doctor Strange, whatever Whenever that, the may, hell be. that yeah. may be. Whether it's a, another solo movie or an Avengers movie or a crossover <sighs> of another hero, like who knows at this point? It might be like seven years before we see him again. You never know. You never know. Uh, however, no, yeah, no, okay, that's all I got. <laughs> however, that's I am done. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, my brain just like oh oh oh. Sorry, the Illuminati. This is where I was going. Oh, with. My however, God, the, the Illuminati. Illuminati, right? So we see we see Reed Richards for the first time yeah. in the MCU. Uh, we see Black Bolt, who yep. is the same Black Bolt as we see in Inhumans. Inhumans which yeah. I never watched those shows, by the way. Neither Agents, did I. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did watch uh, Agent Carter. Or Inhumans. I, I do want to say I watched Agent Carter, and seeing Captain Carter made me realize how much I missed that show. Haley Atwell is doing She's a fantastic great. job. As yeah. I hope uh, we get to see more of her. Yes, absolutely. She's been in the MCU for so long. Literally as long as Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> She is the second Avenger. <laughs> She's been waiting for this moment, yeah. for this moment to shine. And she is shining. Anyway, back to your... Uh, so we see we see Black Bolt, who's the same. We see Peggy Carter, who's still Peggy Carter. We mm-hmm. see Patrick Stewart, who is still... Professor X. Professor X. Yeah. We see Mordo, who is still Mordo. Yeah. We see Reed Richards for the first time. So we don't really know if that's across all universes. That's John Krasinski. But also we see Captain Marvel, who is not Carol Danvers. Not every being... Every, not every Nexus being. How am I trying? To, trying I think to, I I understand what you're trying to say. Like I can't. This every, is the problem with this movie. Is that <laughs> like I'm not educated yeah, enough in quantum physics to like articulate this. We don't have the terminology yet. I think what you're trying to say is that all these characters were the same. We've seen it, but for some reason, there's multiple physically different. Peter Parker's yes. and there's physically different Captain Marvels. What's the deal with that? That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> but also, oh god, oh god, there's get so me much. out of this loop. There's get so me much. out of this loop. <laughs> there's so much. A lot of unanswered. I've freaking been Dormammu'd here. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of unanswered questions. Hopefully, some will get answered. Only time will tell. One question I have for this movie is why was it so scary? Did James Wan direct this film? Is this The Conjuring? Is this Insidious? No. This is MCU. Yes. Yeah, it's Sam Raimi. The... And he, why? Why did, why were these choices made? <laughs> so many jump scares. Yeah. Speaking of the Illuminati, that whole fight scene between them and Wanda. Dead. Everybody dead. Black Bolt just explode. His head exploding. That was. That was wild. Crazy. And then Reed Richards got spiralized like a zucchini. Hello. Professor X literally oh. is like the guy. Yeah. And he got freaking. Bear hugged by a demon. <laughs> yoted into the freaking. Just, oh my God. Yeah, a lot of kids are going to be traumatized. (laughs) But also, so we know that X-Men and 
Fantastic Four are coming. Yep. The fan service of John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Yeah. He has time to win me over. Yoan Griffith is still Reed to me. So good. He was so good. John Krasinski, he just didn't have enough screen time for me to really get into it. But I'm I'm very excited to see who else they put. Yes, as the rest of the Fantastic Four. Because if we get the Fantastic Four... First of all, that opens up so much. Doctor Doom, man. Oh, that could also um, introduce the Silver Surfer. Galactus is like a pretty prominent villain in their story, even though it's like everybody's villain. But I do not envy the people that are trying to write this in a cohesive way. (laughs) I do not want to work for Kevin Feige. That would be a horribly tiring job. (laughs) You would. You would get no sleep. Opened up a whole lot of doors for a whole lot of offshoots of, of the Marvel Universe. I kind of want to say it was too many. However, however, the potential for all of these things to grow, like I think it had to be done. I mean, when's the best time to plant a tree? 10 years ago. Yeah, true, true, like, true. You got you to start somewhere. I feared that, um, and I think I said this on the podcast, Spider-Man No Way Home would be the movie to bring all the action figures to the playground and have very little story. It didn't do that, nor did Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but it got dangerously close. Which makes me a little nervous for the future because I'm like, how how big are they going to go? Speaking of all these crossovers, there were some other Easter eggs that I did enjoy. Doctor Strange, or he was not dressed as Doctor Strange. So Steven in his suit at the wedding, drinking a martini, very James Bond. Yep. Wanda running, not running, shambling through the underground with her glowing eyes. Very zombie Wanda. Very. Very yeah. zombie Wanda. Evil Dead Star. Bruce Campbell. That was so good. In I a Sam Raimi film again. I love that. <laughs> that was so good. I am a little disappointed that we watched the entire credits just to see him slap himself a few more times. And then laugh. And then laugh. And then go, it. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like that was really wild. But it was so that. Yeah. It was yeah. So it's like, good. where do you go from there? What do you do? Like at that point when we were kind of disappointed with how it ended, the whole music note battle that disappointed us, and then we waited so long and that was the end credit scene. Yeah. We were done. We were like, bro, let's get out of here. <laughs> but looking back- It was I, funny. Like, yes, it, it, it was, was funny. It was a good, as far as cameos go, probably like one of the best. One of the best, the yeah. Like, for it sure. was just funny. Like it yeah. didn't have anything to do with like Marvel. Anything. Yeah. It was like, just, it was just Sam like, Raimi it was just, and his friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was perfect. That being said- I think this movie is one of those movies that will be better the second time you watch it. I don't say this about MCU movies often. I know a lot of people do, but I don't often think that MCU movies are overhyped. I think they're the appropriate amount of hype. Okay. <laughs> but I think this one, after Spider-Man No Way Home, after what that accomplished, I think we were expecting more from Doctor Strange and it became a little bit, actually a lot overhyped. Upon my first viewing, meh. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but when I watch it again, I know it's going to be better because I'm going to manage my expectations and I'm going to see more, obviously. I'm going to think about all these theories that you're bringing up and it's just going to be better. Yeah, I think uh, part of that is like we had to wait so long Mm -hmm. between what movie came out before Spider-Man. It seemed like a really long time for us because we were in so many lockdowns. Like, we were in lockdown when Shang-Chi came out. We were in lockdown oh, when Black Widow came right. out. Right, of Eternals. course. All the B-list movies, yeah. yeah, of course. So there were movies, but we were just in and out of lockdown so much that you and I didn't go to the theaters to see them. And and a lot of people were in the same boat. It seems like we've had to wait a really long time. Maybe yeah. that's why it was overhyped as well. I think, yeah, Spider-Man's the yeah. one. Like, yeah, Spider-Man's Spider-Man. the guy yeah. for Marvel. <laughs> Forget Tom Holland. Spider-Man's the guy. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows who Peter Parker is now. Was that movie even canon? Did any of that happen? Is Tom Holland that we see is... 
<laughs> the double sigh. The, the big double sigh. There's also scrawls. Like, we have yeah. no idea who is who, where is where, who's from where, where's from who. Like, <laughs> who is currently We don't where? know why is where, when, when is how. Like, we have no idea what's going on at yeah. any any point <laughs> until post-credits come. And that's the only time that we have any idea because it gives us an idea of what's coming next. Not unless about what's happening. Unless, unless it's, it's, it's freaking Ash Evil Dead. <laughs> so I am done. I'm I am done, done with post-credits. <laughs> pro- post- Posts. Woo. Okay, okay. I think we should end it here. <laughs> Before this man Dr. Seuss himself into oblivion. Final consensus. Dr. Strange was good. Dr. Strange was good. It was not the best Marvel movie we've ever seen. We both highly recommend seeing it, though. You have to. If you can like, see it in theaters you and you haven't yet, do so. And that wraps up another episode of the geek squared show thank you for listening if you have any additional theories or you support any of ours and you would like us to know let us know let us know the links are down in our description for all of our socials and our email and our buy me a coffee if you would like to fund the chaos also if you have the ability please rate this episode give us a review if you'd like leave a five star and have a great day If there's only one America, does that also mean that whatever universe or planet she's from is the only one? And how does that fit into the whole picture? My head hurts. Yes.